Okay, another edition of Anabolic Academy. This is where you send me questions about bodybuilding and fitness via Instagram or my email, and then I answer them. So I got a lot of questions. I got some great questions today. If you haven't seen this yet, my Instagram is serious and silliness. My email is John underscore Olivia at Yahoo. And I also have another email, Uncle John 1201 at Gmail. So why don't we just jump right in? The first question is from the dancing publisher, Katie. Katie is my editor. So all the, the fun thumbnails and editing and things you see on my bodybuilding videos, she's the one that does it. And she's excellent at it. Anyway, her question is, how do bodybuilders stay flexible and not get muscle bound? But uh, it's it's actually really easy. It's it's stretching. I will be the first to say not enough bodybuilders do enough stretching, but stretching is actually what makes the joint flexible because you have to stretch the soft tissue around the joint, the ligaments, the tendons, and the muscle. That's really it. There were plenty of bodybuilders that were very flexible and they could do splits and have done uh, martial arts and uh, things that need to be flexible. But the large majority of bodybuilders probably don't do enough um, stretching. I am one of those. I don't do enough stretching. I might stretch a little bit before and a little bit after just so I don't cramp up and I loosen up the muscle a little bit. I'll stretch a little bit before, then I'll do warm-up sets. And that'll be my, my warm-up before I actually go into my workout routine. But other than that, I don't do much stretch. I should do a lot more. And I think a lot of us are guilty of that. Okay, let's go into the Instagram questions. And the first Instagram question is from Justin Walker 160. Justin, thank you again for sending me some questions. Who's the best IFBB open men's bodybuilding poser in history, in your opinion? All right, I'm going to have a biased opinion because I always enjoyed the bodybuilders that were entertaining on stage. So I always liked... Uh, the King Kamalis, or um, who was the other guy? Shit, what was his name? Uh, Vince Taylor. I always liked the King Kamalis and the Vince Taylor that would come out on stage. Fred Smalls is another guy that I enjoy watching pose because they're entertaining. And they get up there and they're able to, uh, you know, dance and move like robots and it's entertaining. Obviously, there are, that's not really poses, they're entertainers. But there were great poses during the golden age that were able to show their positives on, of their body and hide the negatives, if you will. And every transition into the next pose was so fluid because they knew that I all eyes are on you at all times. So even they're transitioning into the next pose. So guys like Frank Zane, Franco Colombo was a great um, was a great poser. Well, it's Flex Wheeler was a great poser. I mean, I'm probably uh, missing people because I never really got into how great a poser is. Like I said, I've always liked the entertaining guys much better as posers. I mean, you want to see entertaining, go watch a Mike Matarazzo when he posed. I mean, he went nuts. He had this hard, hard, heavy metal music and he would go crazy. <clears throat> to me, that was fun. To me, that was, you know, that was that's bodybuilding. It's hardcore. But that's that's my answer. So the next question from Justin Walker is, if there are transgender people that would like to be bodybuilders, should they have their own division? Ugh. Ah. All right. 
let them start their own bodybuilding. The one thing that I always loved about bodybuilding, here's the one thing I always, always loved about bodybuilding. It was just about bodybuilding and it's a niche sport and the group always ignored nonsense. And yeah, I, I believe that trans women, which are biological men that go into women's sports is nonsense because they clearly have an advantage and they would clearly have an advantage in bodybuilding, which is ridiculous. Think of a mid-level uh, men's bodybuilder decides, ah, oh, I'm a woman now and I'm going to be a woman's bodybuilder. Like think of a, like a, a Joe Seaman or an Eric Wood or a, a Nate Spear, right? They're not top 10 Olympians. But if they decide they're a woman and go in, they would be Miss Olympia. I mean, it's just ridiculous, right? But what I mean by it always, bodybuilding always ignored the nonsense was there was never real racism in bodybuilding, which I loved. It was all about training and training hard. And if you were a good bodybuilder and uh, nobody, I mean, early on um, in the eighties and early nineties, um, it started becoming more acceptable to be gay, but Chris Dickerson was a, was a uh, gay bodybuilder and, and he was Mr. Olympia in the early eighties. And like he was, nobody gave a shit um, in bodybuilding women, women's bodybuilding, they work real hard. And they deserve their part of the, that title, Miss Olympia, or whatever, uh, Wings of Strength. And I don't believe a trans person should come into women's bodybuilding and dominate like they do other sports, which I think is outlawed now, right? I don't think they do it in college and pro level anymore. I think it's out, but I might be, I might be wrong. But that's my opinion. If trans people want to be bodybuilders, Go and start your own division, right? Uh, leave my sport alone. And I'm sure there are probably plenty of other people that agree with me, but don't want to say it. But uh, the one thing that has happened is they did that did never infiltrated bodybuilding. And neither did being gay and neither did being uh, uh, black or Hispanic. I mean, the, set, the number two Mr. Olympia uh, was Sergio Oliva Sr., I mean, if you didn't know he was Cuban, he looked black, right? But he was Cuban. Nobody nobody cared. It was who was the best on stage. That's what I always loved about bodybuilding because that's how I feel inside. I don't care what you are. But if it comes to the point where you're, it's unfair, like you know, a trans man wanting to go into a biological woman's bodybuilding contest, then that's ridiculous and and as as it is ridiculous in any other sport, right? And then that's just it's just unfair. Okay. And if you want to tell me that being trans and being uh, black or being gay or being Hispanic, it, that it's, it's the same as far as um, uh, accepting people. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, you chose to put on a wig and be a woman. Uh, black people did not choose their skin color. Gay people did not choose their sexual preference, but you chose to put on a wig and go into whatever woman's sports and dominate like the, like the girl who the, the guy rather who became a trans woman and dominated women's swimming or like Fallon Fox that went into um, that went into MMA and destroyed all those girls. Right. It, it was just uh, ridiculous. Next question, Justin Walker, 160. How much PED supplements do bodybuilders consume with their diet and training usually? Okay. I'm going to give you my experience. This doesn't mean that 
other bodybuilders do less or more. This is just from my experience. The few national level and pros that I do know, do know intimately where they would tell me something like this. Here is generally what they use. And, and this is only my experience. I can't tell you about everybody, right? Or about what the top five in the Olympia take. I have no clue. Normally, it's between anywhere between 750 milligrams to 1500 milligrams of testosterone, usually 1,000, 1,200 seems to be the sweet spot of testosterone. And that's always the base. Then they usually throw in some kind of anabolic like a DECA or an EQ. And that's usually around 600. Then it's usually they add an oral, whatever oral that they that they like to take, whether it's Anavar, D-Ball, Anadrol, whichever one they like to take, they might mix and match. And that's anywhere from 50 milligrams to 100. I've heard as many as 150 milligrams a day. And then uh, growth hormone, uh, four units of growth a day, uh, two in the morning, two at night. That's what I can answer you. I know that the growth hormone goes up when they start using insulin, but I've never used insulin. I never asked about how insulin works. I really am not that educated on how insulin works. You'd have to ask somebody like Milos or Dave Palumbo. Those are pretty much the two experts, you know. Um, Danny Broadhurst, uh, the guy who used to be on here, he was Milos. He knew he he was great at the insulin protocol. But I, you know, um, uh, we still talk. By the way, you know, um, I was on the phone with him last week, but I don't know too much. But the, the basics—that seems to be the basics of a bodybuilding PED use. Uh, next. Question. Do you think Kai Green will return to the Mr. Olympia to compete in, in my opinion? No, I think don't think Kai Green will ever return to the Mr. Olympia. I don't think Kai Green will ever be on stage again. <clears throat> I don't know why Kai Green is still massive. Looks like he's in his offseason as a bodybuilder. He's got to be getting close to 50 years old. It can't be healthy anymore. I mean, usually bodybuilders that retire, like a Jay Cutler or Dorian or Branch Warren or any of the top level bodybuilders, once they retire, there's no reason to be 300 pounds of muscle anymore, especially as you get older. That's a lot of weight and it's a lot of stress on your heart and your liver and kidneys. You know, when you're young and you're in your 20s and your 30s and maybe into, even into your early 40s, your body could tolerate that. Once you start getting into your four, you know, mid, late 40s, early 50s, your body really can't tolerate that. And if you notice the, the bodybuilders that have long Long careers into their 50s, they're not big bodybuilders. They're not 300-pound freaks. Dexter or Kamal Elgarni, these guys are smaller bodybuilders. They don't have that much stress on their on their body like a 300-pound bodybuilder would. So they're able to have a longer span. A career, that's, that is my guess as to why those guys have a longer span, of, uh, a longer career span. Because it gets to the point where it becomes unhealthy and dangerous of uh, carrying around 300 pounds of muscle when you're supposed to be 200 pounds, right? Because your body's not built for 200 pounds. Your skeletal structure is not built for 200 pounds. Your organs aren't built for 200 pounds. So I don't know why Kai Green is still doing this. Um, it's at the point where it's actually ridiculous. He just guest posed and I'm not into his, his you know, strange guest posing thing with the masks and the different outfits i'm not in that to me that does nothing for me i'm not into that like as we spoke before 
But no, I don't think he we are ever going to see him on a bodybuilding stage again. I think he likes to tease because every time he's asked the question, he you know dances around the question. I think he likes to tease uh, the crowd and and stay relevant. I think that's how he likes to stay relevant. Next question from Justin Walker one sixty. In the open women's bodybuilding, which athletes will place top five at this year's uh, Miss Olympia? Okay, well, I don't think the I don't think the top four slots are going to change much. So you're going to have Andrea Shaw, uh, Angel Yao, Hella Trevino, uh, Margie Martin. I think the fifth spot is up for grabs because you have I think uh, Natalia that just won the New York Pro. Uh, I think she's possibility moving that far. She's she's good. Um, Bronca, I'm going to butcher her last name. I'm so, you know, I'm not going to, uh, there's uh, another Michaela. These are the girls that are always in like that five, six spot mix. So that's when it starts getting, you know, dicey, but I think that the, the top four are going to stay right there. Uh, from my, from what I know, from my experience. All right. Uh, Justin Walker on 16, Indy athletes who will place in the top five. At this year's Mr. Olympia, and also who you think will win. All right. One who I think will win. Okay. I th- thought early in the year that Hottie was going to repeat. And it still might be possible that Hottie show up and will repeat. But after seeing the posing between Derek Lunsford and Samson Dowder, I mean, I know they're in their offseason. There's no reason to to think Derek is not going to come in shape because he comes in shape every year. I think Derek is going to win this year. And I think Derek could be the next dominant Mr. Olympia uh, because he's flawless. He's, he's massive. If anybody saw that video with him and Samson, Samson's a 320-pound bodybuilder, and he was he's 5'11". And Derek who was, let's not forget, 212 Olympia champ, okay? Looked just as big, if not bigger, from the back. I mean, it was amazing. He was able to stand next to Samson, who was a mass monster, and look just as big and from the back bigger. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. So that changed my mind along with... My friend Luke, who is an IFBB pro who was on Muscle Talk with me last week, he made a great point. And he said that we need an, a good ambassador for the sport. Mr. Olympia needs to be a good ambassador for the sport and be able to travel and, and, and promote the sport. And Hadi can't do that because he lives in Iran. It's very difficult for him to come here, get visas, and go to Canada and go here and go to the UK. It's very, very difficult. He probably endorses the sporter in, I mean, he probably promotes the sport great in the Middle East, but the rest of the globe counts. And it's very difficult um, when you're in a position that he's in. With Derek, being that he's an American citizen, will be able to travel anywhere and be able to promote the sport. So I think Derek is going to win. And I don't think, I think Derek will legitimately win, right? I think it's a bonus that he is going to be able to promote the sport. But I think Derek has all the tools to win the Olympia and be a dominant Mr. Olympia for the next, um, I don't know, five, seven years or so. And I think 
we are going to see Derek, Nick, and Samson battling out for one, two, and three for the next few years. They, I think those guys are going to be the new Kai, Phil, Roden, Dennis, right? Where they were all battling it out. Or if you want to go earlier, Ronnie, uh, Jay, Sean Ray, Kevin Lavrone, Flex, where they were all battling it out. You didn't know who was, oh, Ronnie was always number one, but you didn't know who was going to come at two, three, four, fifth. I think that's going to be the formula. I think there were going to be plenty of other bodybuilders that are nipping at their heels as well. As far as the top five, I think it's not going to be much of a difference. I think it's going to be Derek. I think it's going to be Hottie. I think it's going to be Nick. I think it's going to be Samson. I think it's going to be, um, I think Rami's going to drop off a lot. I think uh, we might see guys like Andrew Jacked jump up. Um, and I might be forgetting people, but I think that's the way it's going to go. Uh, let's see. Okay. Next question. Uh, I'm going to put you this name and I apologize because I do keep in touch with him on Instagram. Uh, right. Kowski Lucas. I'm sorry if I put your name, bro. I really apologize. I know you and I talk on Instagram and on Facebook, but I apologize if I, if I ruined your name, what's your current diet look like and how many meals uh, you eat per day? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm not a competitive bodybuilder anymore. I haven't been any, any in a long time. And so I don't consume as nearly as many calories as I used to. But in the morning, I usually have like either a shake uh, or oatmeal. Sometimes I have a protein bar and an oatmeal, so on and so forth. I go to work. Uh, lunch is at 11. And that's when I usually have um, chicken, fish, turkey. I try to stay away from the red meat a little bit, a lot of it, actually. Um, rice, sweet potatoes, some kind of greens. Then I'm able to eat again around 2, 2.30, same kind of meal. Then I come home, I have a shake with uh, peanut butter. And then I go to the gym. And then I have another shake with, my shake is always two scoops of whey, isolate, peanut butter, or almond butter, um, oatmeal, banana, um, right after I train. I still train. I, I think I still train pretty hard. I can't go as heavy as I used to, but I still get in there and uh, train pretty hard as I'm going right after that we do right after we finish this next question Joan Ramadin is my friend in India Derek physique is insane I think he will win uh, Mr. Olympia this year and he calls me Uncle John so I like him I think so too I think Derek can win I don't think it's going to be easy. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Hottie, you know, takes it a, a second time. But I don't think Hottie's going to take it more than twice. But with the way Derek's looking, like as I said before, I, I, I'll put my money on Derek this year. Next question. Fran is the man. Does your spouse also compete and follow the fitness industry like you do? She does not uh, compete. Um, she follows the fitness industry because I'm into it. So she'll sit there and watch the Arnold Classic with me or watch the Olympia, the smaller show she won't watch with me. Um, she knows the bigger names because I'm into it. She does go to the gym. She does keep herself in shape. Um, she has to go early in the morning because her she owns a hair salon and she opens at 10 a.m. So she has to go early unless she's off, you know, obviously. So we can't go together because I go at night and she goes in the, in the morning. But no, she doesn't. She never competed and she uh, probably never will, as she told me that. 
And uh, that's about it. Okay, next question. Fran is the man. What are your PR numbers for the big three lifts, squat, bench, and deadlift? I was never a strong bodybuilder. Okay, my PRs are, for me, very good. And maybe compared to the average guy in the gym, very good. But compared to like national level or pro-level bodybuilders, it's not even close, right? So my best bench was 405. I was always better with dumbbells for some reason. Uh, I was always, I was, I was actually at my peak and my best. I was able to, I think I got like 150 pound dumbbell flat press for, for a few reps. I, I believe I still have the video, right? So kept it. My deadlift was never really that good. Um, I would, I always had a, a lower back bump. So if I deadlifted, I would do a sumo deadlift or a lot of times I did rack pulls. I'd maybe go to four plates, four plates and quarters tops, <clears throat> you know, for, uh, for reps. Um, my squat. My squat was always my strongest lift. The most I ever squatted was 545, uh, full squat, knees wrapped, belt, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, those are always my that the, that was always my my best lift. And I always I always admired strong guys, even strong girls. Because I was always, even though I'm a body, I love bodybuilding, I was always a big fan of powerlifting too. And if you watch my old channel, I had interviewed plenty of other powerlifters. Because I was just always a huge fan of of bodybuilding and powerlifting, rather. I apologize, powerlifting, because I was always in awe of strength. Because I always wanted to be big and strong, and I'm not a big guy. I'm five foot eight. I'm probably two hundred pounds right now. Um, you know, when I graduated high school, I was like, I don't know, one sixty five, one seventy, something like that. And the biggest I ever got was like two thirty, two thirty five when I was on my off season trying to compete. That was about it. So I was never a massive guy to begin with, but I was strong for my body weight and strong to the average guy in the gym, right? But compared to, you know, bodybuilders, powerlifters are not even close, right? All right, that'll do it for Anabolic Academy. I appreciate all the questions. Thank you very much. This is going to be a bit of a slow week. I'm pretty sure we have the Orlando Pro coming up. So I'm definitely going to do a review of the Orlando Pro. And I'm definitely going to do a, a wrap-up of the Orlando Pro. Muscle Talk will not be on this week. Unfortunately, Wednesday night I will not be home, which is when we record it. So uh, that will we have to skip Muscle Talk this week, but we'll be back next week. And that is about it. And I thank you for viewing and sending the questions. And now it's time to go to the gym. And remember, like and subscribe. Oh, yeah, a word from our sponsor. I don't have one. Subscribe. <laughs>